Hi, I'm Tiffany, founder of StarSinger.co.co and the Star Singer Green Room. And I know that you want to bring out your best singing performances, and I am so excited to help you do that with the Star Singer's Guide to Great Performances, which you can get for free at starsinger.co slash p slash guide. So go there right now and get your free guide. Get ready to give great performances. On today's episode, Erin Elizabeth Burns is going to help us to feel great about our auditions, no matter what the outcome. She is an actress and acting coach from beginners to celebrities, and she's obsessed with helping actors find their happiness again by learning not to give a boop about their career and mastering the self-tape audition. They do their best work, they start booking, but most importantly, they start living again. And if you want to catch her on screen, you can find her opposite John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson in Stephen King's Cell, Funny or Die's Office Wanker, Worst Responder, The Divergent series, Allegiance, Netflix's Ozark, holy cow, this is so cool, and... Erin really knows what it's like to be in the business, and she brings a super unique perspective, and I can't wait to hear, I can't wait for you to hear her story on the Samuel L. Jackson, John Cusack, and Stephen King thing, because it's just so great. You have to listen to it. I mean, it's like, you think you finally, quote unquote, made it, and then something happens. And I know that you've been through this and you are just going to learn so much. We're going to talk about the outcomes of your work performances and auditions and the challenges of these outcomes, flipping the script with affirmations that make you feel good. And we're actually going to give you, Erin is, the science behind affirmations that make you feel good. So it's not just woo-woo. She's got science to back it up We have easy tips to make auditions less stressful, and we talk about my favorite part, filling your own creative cup first, so you're not waiting for those opportunities. You are making those opportunities and taking charge of your career. We talk about choosing monologues and auditions that you love, why you can't put all your eggs in one basket, living moment to moment, why you should create your own content, and why the heck are you doing this in the first place? So as you can see, it's loaded with awesomeness, and you are definitely going to want to keep listening. I'm so excited to be here with Erin Elizabeth Burns, and we're going to be talking all about audition outcomes, rejection, all of the stuff that you as singers face when you're trying to do this thing. So... So happy that you're here, Erin. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> cool. Um, so tell us a little bit more about you and what you do and how you got started doing what you do. Yeah, uh, basically the Sound of Music fifth grade. It all started there, <laughs> as it does for all of us, I feel like. We all probably caught the, the acting, singing, whatever it is, bug um, early. Uh, 
but actually, I actually have a degree in voice. That's what I actually went to school for um, and started like doing musical theater um, out, you know, outside of college and then um, a little bit of opera and then moved to New York and ended up studying um, just traditional acting. Um, so I kind of stepped a little bit away from singing for a while um, and then moved to Atlanta because the film industry was blowing up in Atlanta because they had um, tax credits for productions to come there. So I ended up focusing on acting a lot, but now I'm not focusing on that quite as much. And I sing in a band now, like I'm getting way back, you know, just much more back into singing. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. Awesome. So yeah, we were talking a little bit before this and I didn't even know that. So I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah. Um, I am definitely in need of some acting help because, yeah. you know, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else on listening can relate, but sometimes we view ourselves so much as like, we're either singers, we're actors, we're dancers, you know, and we might like delve a little bit into both or some people are like, I'm not a dancer, you know, and we just have such strong opinions about ourselves, which is kind of along the lines of like what we're going to get into today. So when we're auditioning, it can be so personal mm -hmm. and we are sharing a piece of ourself and we've worked so hard to do it and then it doesn't go the way that we want and that's something that you've been helping actors and singing actors with for a while now could you talk a little bit about that yes oh so this is my passion i'm really obsessed about this so i'm probably gonna go nuts um good <laughs> so i i actually it kind of came from a really dark place in my personal life um i was holding on to the outcome of my work so much um that my happiness was really um just surrounded with the outcome of of work and you know, I, I mean, I remember going to a lot of singing auditions and musical theater and things like that, but in acting, like you'll get four auditions in a day. You know, I went 136 auditions without a job and in, I mean, I don't, I want to say this with humility, but I'm one of the stronger artists in my market. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I knew, you know, it, it, it's hard to, to, say, oh, well, you're, it's not your talent, it's just your look or it's your height or what have you. And when I started to really wrap my happiness around all of that, it just, I got into, I'll just be really transparent, I got into like anorexia and like just a really dark mental place in my life. And um, so what I learned, um, I caught onto this scientific so we're going to have like a little nerdy science lesson um, hey. about, yeah, about neuroplasticity. And it's the brain's way of being able to change your belief system. So basically when you, when you, you know, you know, say you have a belief system about like, oh, I'm never going to get that job or, oh, they don't like me. Like the artistic director doesn't like me or whatever. That's just all a belief system is, is a thought that you've thought over and over and over again. That's all that that is. And so what happens is the, 
the brain, the human brain can morph in shape just like plastic when it's put up to a heat source can morph in shape. And what you can do is actually reverse that belief system and create a new one. And what it does in the brain is it creates a new pathway for the neuron to travel through. You know, and your audience may already know this. I don't mean to insult anyone's intelligence. I did not know this. I was never taught this, okay? And when I learned this, I learned about affirmations. And I was always brought up that like all of this like self-help and better and belief system, it was all hoo-hoo, foo-foo, woo-woo stuff. It is beyond, it is so not that. And I think when I understood the science behind it, it really helped me to just, just really have an anchor, you know, to, to, to believe this and understand it, you know, more or less. So what I did was I started to, you know, change my belief systems. Like, so, you know, we would get say four auditions in a day that would stress you out because you're working your side job, you're doing this. And so I'd be like, Oh, these auditions, I can't do this. So I, I changed that belief system to, I, uh, the, I, I love the excitement and, and, the, and the challenge that last minute auditions give me. And when you say that, you know, four or five times over and over every single day with the feeling that it gives you, like I actually smiled when I said that because it literally made me feel different. Science says it takes 17 to 29 days to change your belief system. And there's much more study about that. And I encourage any singer here, like do study about this because if you're struggling with letting go of outcomes or needing the job or all of these things, you're, you're not going to be happy. You have to enjoy the journey, but you have to make yourself happy first before you can make a casting director or an artistic director or a music director or anyone or your voice teacher. You, you can't worry about their happiness if you're not concerned with your own happiness. So all of that happened. I ended up working on all, all these different belief systems. I came out of that place in my life. I was, I booked some more jobs. I ended up, you know, getting offered. Um, I sing backup for um, this um, country rock singer, Angela Rain now. She's not, um, she's one of these singers where she's gotten like close to every, you know, close to signing with just about every label. Um, but she, she decided to go independent. Um, but anyway, um, you know, just all these opportunities started opening up because I wasn't focused on what I didn't have control of. And what I did have control over was making myself happy. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. And I love the um, comparison to like affirmations in science, because I think that will help a lot of people who may be like, mm, is this going to actually work for me? So when you did that, you just tried to kind of flip the script, <laughs> pun intended. I will pun my, I will attend my puns. Um, like with, with what you thought. So you thought, oh, like I'm so busy, like, and then changed it to like, I'm so excited. And that was just something that you decided to make up. You just came up with this idea literally yeah 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 and so but but the, what the key is 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 if it does if, if your new affirmation about whatever's you know whatever's got you down is it doesn't make you literally feel better when you say it it's not going to work and here's why everything is energy right so think of like think of everything in the world is like well think of yourself as like an ener energetic magnet 
everything is energy. So if you are, you know, if you're negative, if you're pessimistic, if you, if you don't believe that, you know, you're, you, you are a good singer, that you have good technique, you know, that you are worthy of, of getting, you know, opportunities, you are literally emitting a lower energetic field in your body. When you raise that, you literally feel better. Or when you feel better, you raise that is really what it is. And what happens is when you start to align with, with the happy, positive things in your life by emitting a happier, positive vibration, things end up, doors start to open for you. You know, and actually case in point, just like I, I was talking to you before, so I have a tiny house on wheels. I'm one of these crazy minimalist people who sold everything and I travel now. Um, but it's great. It's great for theater and music because I'm, I'm writing a show and I'm going to be able to travel with it, and et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, even with like this, what would most people would be like super stressed out, it was a little bit stressful. But I met the right people all along the way that is taking care of my little tiny house. And it's, and it's going to save me thousands of dollars because it's under warranty. And I didn't know it was under warranty. It's just one of these places. And I'm really far away from my family right now as we're, as we're recording this today. And, but I, I was very intentional about making sure I was maintaining a high vibration all day when this all when this stuff happened yesterday. It's 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 moment to moment work. It's very intentional work. But what's going to happen is you start doing this in your life, you start doing this in your career, you're going to stand out because you're going to be the singer that goes into the audition that doesn't give a flying f whether you get that job or not. And they're going to go, "God, she's awfully happy. She's awfully confident." Doesn't she even want this job? Of course she does, or of course he does. That's a given. If you show up to an audition, everybody knows you want that job, duh, right? <laughs> but if you literally don't care because you have made yourself so happy, you have all these other things in your life. You know, one of the things that I love teaching my actors and, and, and my actor singers is to, um, set up something to do right after the audition that you're looking forward to. I auditioned for, um, for Clint Eastwood for the first time in my career a couple years ago, and I was over the moon. I couldn't believe that he even knew I existed, right? And you know what I did before I went into the audition for this potentially like life-altering moment? I was listening to the Grease soundtrack singing lemma, 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 ka-ding, ding because it made me happy, and I had to let that go. If I put that pressure on myself, I never would have been able to focus in the room, and I would have been stressed out and worried about the outcome when I left. And then when I left, one of my favorite things to do is to go and play, go, go play toys with my dog. I love my dog like she's my child, <laughs> you know, or go get an ice cream cone or whatever it is, whatever you love to do schedule those things to do right afterward so that your mind's actually on the fun stuff and it's not on this pressure. The human brain can only focus on one thing at any given time. And if you understand that, you'll be very strategic about the thoughts that you're putting on your into your head before the audition and after the audition. 
I love the idea of doing something fun afterwards because you're looking forward to it. I mean, whenever we're looking forward to something, we have this like giddiness and excitement. It's always kind of like in the background. So that is such a cool tip. Thinking about these outcomes and just just the challenges where, you know, you are feeling good, you're like energized, you don't really care about it. After a period of time, it starts to wear you down, and you see these patterns of constantly like, oh, the outcome is not what I wanted. It's not what I wanted. And it's, you're doing it so much and you're so immersed in it, and it's so constant. Like, how do you continue to battle against that when you see those patterns over and over? Well, number one is affirmation work like, you know, like we just talked about. Number two, something that I really encourage artists to do is to fill your own creative cup instead of waiting for someone else to fill it for you. In this day and age with technology, Instagram Live, YouTube, Facebook Live, there are more opportunities to be creative and show the world your creativity than ever before in history. And so if you're, if you're constantly auditioning for someone else, or, you know, singing to try to get a job from someone else, you're putting basically your career in someone else's hands. And I want to encourage all your singers to start taking control of your career. You know, like this gal, you know, that I, you probably didn't know her name, but we you know, at the end of May, I'm not even concerned about it. I'm so excited to work on the music. You, you, it, you, you have to enjoy the journey. And I know that that sounds cliche, but loving the journey of it is taking control of it. If you're constantly waiting for someone else to give you confirmation or, or affirmation that you're good enough or talented enough or deserving, you're going to spend your life waiting. You know, I'll tell you in the acting world, 2.5% of actors make their living acting. You know, I've had some amazing opportunities, work with some phenomenal actors that you know. You probably had no idea who I was, you know, until maybe you saw my Instagram page or, or whatever, or we had a conversation or whatever. I'm not famous, but I, am I enjoying the journey? Well, I am now because I understand how to, you know, so create your own content write your own songs, learn a new instrument, get your mind onto something that you enjoy because circling back, the human brain can only focus on one thing at any given time. Yeah. And as performing artists, we're all a little bit control freakish anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> to like put that in someone else's hands constantly can be really frustrating, especially when we're trying our best. So mm -hmm. loving the idea of doing something on your own, you know, make your own, make your own music, have your own band, be focused on that, do your, yeah. be focused on your career, make it happen. And hopefully those opportunities will come, will come and we'll be ready and in the right mindset to accept them or give it our best shot when it does come. So we, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. This just other, this came to, to my mind too when when we need a job or we 
you know, we walk into the room and we need that. You think that the people behind the table can't smell that a mile away? You gotta be kidding. And one of the best things that a singer can do is um, be the, the administrative girl for the day or be the girl that runs the camera or, or the microphone or whatever. Get behind the table or get out into the seats and get off the stage because you will you will see and learn the difference between a singer coming in like they own this joint or own this stage or own this room and a singer who is so desperate you know we can watch them hi hello oh thank you so much for having me today oh thank you so much stop thanking everybody and say watch watch what i have to deliver and i don't mean i don't mean to exude cockiness i think there's a radical difference between being confident and being 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 confident in your skills and saying hey i have something to offer you if you choose me that's great if not it's all good well and the but, example that you just gave like wasn't even gracious anyway i mean it was just like i'm just saying this to like not you, but like your example of that. It's just like people saying it just to like suck up to see how far it will get exactly. them. Exactly. And you got to know people can, people see the difference. You know, even the people that do that, when you watch other singers do that, you can see the difference. You know, the other thing too is, you know, I know with acting for sure, if you go in and do a monologue, the same monologue that Viola Davis did from Fences that she won an Oscar for a few years ago. Everybody's going to think of, think of that actor. You know, I know w even with my musical theater rep book, I try to be extremely intentional about not doing Sutton Foster's title song from Thoroughly Modern Millie. Like, you know, start to get creative. Maybe you write your own song. Maybe you, you know, like look for more obscure material. Like, try, you know, you, you, you got to stand out somehow, you know, don't be the one that walks in with, you know, you know, and, and I don't, you know, I don't know how, you know, you'll feel about this, but I just remember when I was starting out, we had to have the character shoes, we had to have a specific color dress, and any more, stand out from the crowd, stand out you know when you even when you watch those crazy american idol auditions it's the it's the ones that don't care that are so radically unique that the panel goes whoa we've never seen anything like you before that's what that you know what if i want to challenge anybody with anything besides making yourself happy and creating filling your creative cup i dare you to do something different the next audition you go to i dare you to do something different you know, because I'll tell you, when I lived in New York, I met Bernadette Peters one time after Follies. I waited for, for her to sign my, sign my playbill. And I remember I, I waited tables and I would, I'd meet famous people all the time. And when I met Bernadette, I would always ask one question and then I would leave him alone. I said, what's the number one piece of advice you'd give a young singer? She said, be yourself because the world already has a Bernadette Peters. Oh my gosh, I agree so much with this, like not even just in that, but like in singing, because so many people when they sing, they automatically will imitate, you know, like, oh, I don't sound like this person. I don't sound like, I want to sound like this person. Like, what do you want? They'll be like, I want to sound like Adele. I'm like, there's already an Adele and you don't sound like her. And that's not a bad thing. Like, you sound like you and let's make you 
the best voice that you can have. Yep. Adina Menzel wasn't trying to sound like Kristen Chenoweth in Wicked. Right. <laughs> and, and vice versa. Kristen Chenoweth has her own thing going. Adina Menzel has her own thing going. Audra McDonald has her own thing going. You know, everybody has their own thing going. So get your own thing going. <laughs> oh, it's There's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, and I love Audra McDonald and she's an opera singer and she's like when she was in The Sound of Music, frankly, I thought she just, I'm trying to think of a good way to, like a nice way to say this. I thought she was just high class. I mean, she did not try to make it sound any less, you know, or any different style. She was just her. And it was so brilliant. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so I absolutely, I love that. Yeah, and I was um, just talk back to your point about <clears throat> obscure material. I was just talking with someone else who, like, I don't want to, like, give away her secret, but she told it to me on the podcast. So, like, she does Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's Elton John for some of her songs. Which is like great. Beautiful. Yeah. It's not a musical theater song. It's, but it could be interpreted. However, and she said she relates to it and it makes her voice sound great. And that's what we want. We want you to be able to relate to it and make your voice sound great. Like, <laughs> I'm in so many groups on Facebook and people will just be like, I need a mezzo belter. I'm a mezzo belter and I need a suggestion for this, this show. And it's like, but we don't know anything about you. We don't know anything else about your voice. We don't know if you've, you're able to do opera as well. Like we don't know anything. So asking for suggestions like that aren't helpful. And knowing you, you can ask other people for ideas, but like, how about you just get to know yourself better and know your voice better and know what might work for you better? You know what? That's a great point. Um, I was saying that when I lived in New York, I waited tables and would like meet all these famous people. Susan Sarandon, she and her husband would come into the restaurant all the time. And I remember I asked her one day and she said, do what, um, do the material that lights a fire in you. Don't do material that lights a fire in someone else. And she said, I guess early on, like you'd go into a casting director's office and do monologues and things like that. They don't do that much anymore. But she said, I, I just remember she said, when I started doing the material that I loved, that lit a fire in me, that's when I started to work. But that she was a long time yeah. without working. I thought, God, that's so brilliant. I had a, a, web, a web series um, uh, on YouTube a while back. And it's... I did it because I wanted to do comedy and there weren't comedies shooting in Atlanta where I was at the time. And it, they were like one minute episodes. <laughs> like they were really short, but it was like my alter ego. And she was just like this crazy girl. And like, they were all actually real life experiences that I had experienced as an actor. I just over dramatized them, but I had more fun doing things like that than most of the auditions I would go in for film and TV. Because I was creating it myself. It was a character I would give my right arm to play. You know, so, you know, even in like musical theater, if there's a character that you would just, you know, you know, maybe it's not who 
what you're typecast as, but you would just give your right arm to play. I double dog dare you. <laughs> Any Christmas story fans out there? <laughs> <laughs> I double dog dare you to, to do something different. Sing, you know, sing that leader. <laughs> I don't know, you know, that, that you might, you know, well, especially for opera, you know, you know, that, that you would just, you know, I used to want to be a recitalist and, and do things like that and do Italian and a leader and things like that. You know, just do, do what you want to do. Oh my gosh. Or do like, yeah, something just risque, <laughs> like sing a light opera song at a musical theater audition or something. Like go Candida on their behinds. Like oh, go Candida. <laughs> it's the piazza or something. Yeah, oh exactly. God, that's so funny. That go Candida. I mean, <laughs> I've never heard Candida used as a verb. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. You're like, so I just always think of like going over, like going over the top. That was like one of the most over the top like showcase pieces I could think of. Right, glitter and be gay. Yeah, but. it is pretty intense. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's what you were kind of talking about before. Like, just do something different. Wear something crazy. Like, as long as it's appropriate, I'm sure. But even that will get attention. Yeah, really. <laughs> I want the right kind of attention. But like, you know, wear something red if you're a redhead. Wouldn't that be crazy? Whoa, that is getting pretty insane. I'll tell you, um, the last musical theater audition I went in for, I wrote my own monologue. And I played awesome. an alcoholic. Cool. Just because. And then That's I think awesome. I, I think I sing something from If Then from Adina's If Then, but it was it was for I was like going in for Avita and like you know some of these more, like more intense shows, but I was like, yeah. And and the thing is like they were and I could tell they were kind of leaning in because they're like I, I've never heard this before, you know. Now it was structured well you know, and, and, and everything else. And there was, a, you know, a beginning, a middle and an end. There was a story I was telling, but I wanted them to see that I had another skill that I, I could really act too. So, you know, and that's another thing too. If like, you know, if you're a singer and you're like a, say you're like a singer, dancer, actor, you know, it, you know, we all talk about like the triple threat and like what order, you know, are you the best in or whatever, go take an acting class. And then the next next musical theater audition you're 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 going to go into you're going to feel so much more confident because you're going to understand how to live truthfully through that imaginary circumstance as opposed to pretend and play and show us anything. There's a big difference because when the audience is moved, it's because the there's the actor there's something moving in the actor, right? You know, so even even yeah, just even honing one of your other skills. To, to where they match. You're, so, you're as good of an actor as you are a singer, you know, and then, and then you start to walk in with that confidence. It's only going to help you. Yeah. Just feeling more confident when you're doing that. That's yeah, definitely. Or even like, I'm just thinking about doing things different, like flipping, like I'm a singer. So I'm always like, see, there I go. I'm a singer. Like, so I'm always like, oh my God, I'm doing my song first. Like, hands down but it's like what if you did the monologue first it seems like such a small change but it could be huge for your confidence like I went in there and I did that and I feel good about it instead of like oh my god just let me get through this monologue please <laughs> and you may never have had that thought or 
other people are thinking, oh my gosh, let me just get through this dance audition without falling on my face. That's me. I'm not as near as strong of a dancer as the other two. So I completely, I, I get it. I get it. But I'm actually about to enroll in a tap class as soon as I get back to Atlanta. Because I have to for the show that I'm working on. So I'm going to feel better. I'm going to feel more confident, you know, after I start studying. You're filling your creative cup and you're, you're, it's a double whammy. You. <laughs> I planned it that way. <laughs> you get all of that. Yeah. Well, and back to your point about doing something different on the other side, you know, even like for me, like judging solo and ensemble state thing, you know, and it's just like, I love music. You guys are cool. Yay, supportive high schoolers. You're doing great things, but it's so boring. Mm. I'm bored out of my mind. And when someone comes in and does something different and surprising and confident, it's like, oh, I'm interested now because like, I'm not grumpy. I'm just bored. And maybe your director is, or your casting panel is not grumpy. They're just bored out of their minds and they need something different. They're like, please God, show us something. That is so valuable. And I've never heard like a, a, a singer who judges those types of things say that and be that transparent, but that's exactly what they need to hear. That's what I try to get actors to do is in their opening moment of their audition, how are you going to cast the cast director's attention? Because for us, most of the auditions are done on self video self tapes. So we don't hardly ever go to an audition, an actual formal audition anymore. So they're watching hundreds of actors, whereas they used, used to watch 30 or 40. So the competition's tenfold and their casting directors are saying every day, I don't watch it if you don't capture my attention in the first three seconds. And you poured your heart and soul into that and they're not even watching it because you're too scared to take a risk. Change the definition of risk. Just, just change it to having fun. I dare you to have fun. Well, and what's the worst that could happen? You sound so angry. I dare you to have fun. You're gonna be like, nope, sorry. You're not what we're looking for. Yep. Great, and fine. They're probably gonna do that anyway. You know, and it's so nice to think of it like from their perspective too, because then it takes less pressure off of you. Mm -hmm. like, it's not just me. It's just the director doesn't want to hear on my own again. Like, exactly. Ever. <laughs> ever. For the rest of your life. You can never, you guys, you can't do anything from this up. What I think probably <laughs> the greatest example of like, of someone that kind of really just kind of goes along with like everything that we're talking about, like letting go of the outcome, filling your creative cup, doing what you want to do. I feel like Lin-Manuel Miranda is the leader in our industry for every single one of those things. He actually started like in film and TV, you know, like he, he had, I think he was on The Sopranos or something. He had some different stuff, but he's a very specific type. He's a specific ethnicity. There's a lot of stuff that he's not gonna play, right? He said, you know what? I have another talent. I know how to write. He honed his skills in composing and writing and understanding structure, song structure and play structure, musical structure, and look at him now. You know, he's in Mary Poppins, for God's sake. He's in Mary Poppins. I mean, what, how much bigger does it get, you know? 
So yeah. if, if, if he's not an inspiration, I, I, I don't, I got nothing. <laughs> I, I can't, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Well, and any, anything, even moderately close to your field, like that interests you, like why not explore and then learn that, you know? And then suddenly they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that like you had a degree in composing or like whatever, you know? because that's going to be helpful too. Now all of a sudden they have someone who can like learn their part faster. Yes. Or help other people learn their part. And that's like valuable. Like it's not just about you and your audition. It's about what you can offer to the production after your audition, how you're going to take feedback, how you're going to help other people. And it'd be so cool if you could figure out a way to present that in your audition. Mm, like, because yeah. I don't want to be a suck up, but I'm going to take a director's advice, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what has been your favorite role of all time? I actually have a film coming out in two weeks from now, basically the middle of April. Um, Woohoo. Yes. Cool. Thanks. It's called Mine Nine. Um, and it is... The, uh, it's three different coal mining disaster stories kind of melted into one. Um, I just did an Instagram post on this, actually, um, because I almost didn't go to the audition. And I, I was embarrassed about that. So I was like, this is an embarrassing story I can tell. And it's going to teach someone something. Um, and But uh, it's an amazing film. And I, I, I play this gal who runs the coal mine. And she's, she's in charge when this disaster happens. And I won't give out the ending. Um, it's, it's pretty intense. But it was the first time that I felt like a real actor doing real research on a real role. They took us down to Appalachia and we went three quarters of a mile down into an actual coal mine. Um, and it was, it was just an incredible. A coal mine is only four feet high. So these men are on their knees for 12 hours a day getting coal so that we can turn our lights on. It was one of these opportunities to tell a real story about real people. And so much of singing, so much of acting is just for pure entertainment. That this was just, I just thought this was amazing. Um, so yeah, that, yeah. The biggest thing I probably ever did with the most famous actors you probably never heard of because it didn't get marketed very well. Um, but the probably one of the most exciting, although that was a great role, the most exciting thing. Um, actually, I'll tell this really quick story only because I feel like it might help. I, I do feel like it might help a singer. I'm not sure. I don't share the stuff to impress you about me, but, but to impress upon you that what I want to teach you guys, it really does work. Um, I worked with Samuel Jackson and John Cusack um, in a Stephen King movie called Cell. It was my first big thing. It was a supporting lead role. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to be like this big horror movie star and I get to work with these famous actors and blah, 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 blah. And it was amazing and they were amazing on set and it was an amazing experience. And when the movie started to, when, when we got word that it was going to start to come out, I hired a publicist spent all this money. I redid my website. I got all this stuff ready because I thought this is going to blow up. I want to get all the press I can. And it came to one theater 
an hour outside of Atlanta, couple others throughout the country, then went straight, actually it went to DVR before it came on into the theaters. I didn't even know that stuff happened with names like Samuel L. Jackson, John Cusack, and Stephen King. Like, does that even happen very often? It can. We, there were some distribution issues, and mm. we, we lost our first distributor, and it went to, a, I guess, a smaller distributor. And they didn't even know who I was. They, they thought I was this other actress in it when I, asked, when I emailed them and asked for, like, some of the footage for my, my acting demo reel. It was just... But the point was, that's one of the reasons I started to like slip into a bad place is because I mm. put all my eggs in this one basket and it, it was, it was, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Cause you, you think, oh my God, this is it. This is my big break. Yeah. You know? Well, so and how did you was- even get out of that? Because it's gotta be just like a roller coaster. Like you're so excited, it's so cool. You get to interact with all of these people and you're like, yes, I'm gonna get all of these opportunities from this. And then just like the bottom falls out. Like how do you get through that? Live more, I, I started to live more moment to moment. And obviously like changing my belief systems was a huge part. But I think when we, when, when we think too much into the future, we're, we're, we're missing what's happening right now. Life isn't tomorrow. Life is happening right now in this moment. Oh, it's gone. This moment. Oh, it's gone. This moment. Oh, it's gone. But these moments between even you and I right now, this is life. You can't be too concerned. Now I'm not trying to, you know, get your singers to not, you know, put money away for retirement and invest and make smart decisions for the future. That's a whole nother bag of worms. But I just mean, as far as career, what I want to encourage your singers to do is to start vi- visualizing, you know, vision boards are real. They're a very real thing. You know, put, put up what, what you want into your life. I've, I've done it for myself and I've seen beautiful things come into my life that I could never have ever anticipated. But when I just assume that this is going to happen when it's in someone else's hands, I was not a producer on this film. I was not a distributor. I, I, I didn't work for the studio. I showed up for like a week, did my lines and left. I mean, really, right? And I just assumed I was gonna be all the Comic-Con signing autographs with all the Walking Dead actors, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 none of that happened. So live for the moment. And if that extra stuff comes, awesome. That's great. The other thing though about getting like too big or too famous, I'll be honest, I know know for a fact that I'm not cut out for fame. I know for a fact. Um, I I wonder if your singers have watched Lady Gaga's um, documentary on Netflix. It's I actually haven't. I thought about it, but I just have been, it's on my watch list and I just been like not quite in the mood, you know, when you're in the mood to watch something, I will have to watch that. It's pretty amazing. It was eye opening. You know, she is this, she's one of the biggest stars on the planet. And, and I don't want to give the whole thing away, but you find that it's not, it's not what you think. Um, and Jim Carrey even has a quote. He says, I wish everybody could become rich and famous to realize that's not the answer. 
you know, I, I want financial stability. I want wealth so that I can help other people, but in no way, shape or form do I want fame. Not, 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 I don't, I don't want it. You know, so, uh, I, I, I could get off on that, but just to, to bring it back, I just, you just gotta be really careful about putting all your eggs in one opportunity. And especially if someone else is footing the bill. That's why like, I'm so big on creating your own content because you have creative control over that. And you can do a Kickstarter campaign and raise money to, if you need to, if you want to try to get it out there, or, you know, if you're trying to make it a, a really, really, really high class demo, you know, to, to pitch to, you know, to, to a record label or something, you know, you, you, you have control over that to a certain extent, you know, but at the end of the day, I, my happiness was in, was wrapped around external factors. I wasn't creating my own happiness and it's okay because I can tell that story. And if it helps one singer that listens to this, it's worth it. It's a little bit embarrassing to be honest with you on my part, but it's fine. I've gotten over myself and over what people think of me in hopes but, that it helps somebody else. Yeah. And, but it's not embarrassing. And I think that's what people can learn because like everyone would think that, and it's not your fault. Like you went in there and you did the best that you could. And I think that's, it's helpful. And back to your point about why do you want this anyway? Like, Gosh. why are you doing this? In, why are you doing this audition? Because when you get there, then what? Oh, that's so good. Singers, listen. Your teacher's really, really smart. That is so good. Why are you doing this? Gosh, that's good. <laughs> well, I mean, why? Like, you're like, okay, I got the role, and yeah, now what? I've proven it to myself. I've proven it to other people. But we already knew, like, if, if we are where you are at and we're enjoying – or, or what you spoke to, where we're enjoying our life and we are enough and we're affirming ourselves and having fun, then what does it matter? Yes. That, and so that's where I am right now in my career and my life. And um, maybe, maybe this is the last thing that I share. I don't know. Um, but, but if I can leave your singers with anything, I want to go back to creating your own content. I've always wanted to do a one-woman show. Actually, I've always wanted to tour the U.S. in a national tour, and the closest I ever got was like a callback for Penny in Hairspray in New York. I didn't get it. The dancers ripped, danced their little dance, you know, shoes around me. I could sing it, but I couldn't dance it as well. So anyway, but I've always wanted that. I've always wanted to tour. I love travel. You know, you get paid to be a singer and an actor. What, what, what does it get better than that? How does it get better than that? So... And I, and I wanted a tiny house. I wanted to own my own house. So long story short, sold everything, built this tiny house on wheels that's in the shop right now. <laughs> but, but that's okay. <laughs> and I had this idea. Um, I, I, I went out into the desert in um, California for a couple of days. And um, I want to encourage, you know, I want to encourage your singers to take some time for themselves and quiet their mind, turn off the electronics, and there, there's a quiet out in the desert and all you can hear is the wind 
if you're out there by yourself. And it's a really, it's, to be honest, it's a very spiritual experience. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I've always loved Rosemary Clooney. And I used to want to be the female Michael Buble. And I think I even sent a demo to David Foster years ago, who if you're seeing, I'm sure your singers know, but if they don't, that's Celine Dion and Michael Buble and Josh Groban's, you know, producer. So anywho, I had this idea. I was like, well, I'll create this triple threat show where I go from playing Doris Day to Rosemary Clooney to Judy Garland. And then I thought, oh God, that's really stressful. <laughs> that would be hard to learn all three of those women's mannerisms and, and learn all about their lives. So, and I, I won't give it away yet just because I'm not, I'm very in the early stages of creating it, but I did choose one of those women and I came to LA a few weeks ago and I was talking to um, a gentleman who runs a studio that I work with out, out there um, teaching. And I said this idea and he said, oh, you should go study with um, you know, Bob Garrett. He's this voice teacher in LA. I didn't know, I didn't know who he was. He's like, oh, he's famous. He works with all the famous actors. I was like, oh my God, hands me a pamphlet. He actually trained an actress who played this actress in a TV movie and won an Emmy for it years ago. He knows everything there is to know about this woman that I want to portray. Two days later, I was in his studio in LA for a voice lesson, and now he's helping me develop the show. That is so cool. All because you created your own work and took control. Those opportunities, just when they're right, they just come flying in. And it's like yes. a small world. You have those small world moments. You must be on the right track. Yeah, and I'm not waiting for someone to give me a job. No. All I'm going to have to do is get a booking agent, you know, after I workshop it and go travel and do my own show. Well, and also, can I just say how cool that is? Because honestly, I think we need to get back. I think we are too far in one direction. Again, I could go off on this. I think we need to get yeah. back to vaudevillian jazzy yes. yes like yes. we need to get back to that i just watched a video the other day with fred astaire what is it it's putting on the ritz and it was like i literally watched it and i was like i know he's amazing but okay he was tap dancing singing acting and like flinging around this stick all <laughs> in one take and the singing wasn't pre-recorded. It was just, they were filming it and he was singing it. And I was like, why can't we get back to this where we actually have, because there are people out there who are talented enough to do it. Oh yeah. And yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about that for you. It sounds Thanks. amazing. If you're in Nashville, if any of you singers are in Nashville, Nashville has an amazing musical theater scene and opera scene. Like, I used to work, work there it, amazing scene and one of my girlfriends just did patsy klein and that, that's why i was like yeah yeah we need more of these types of shows right because everybody knows these people right and just variety shows like mm -hmm. like reality shows blah, like let's get back to variety shows like let's have fun let's do like family material and doesn't have to be censored or whatever but like yeah. let's get back to family friendly and like yeah it could be cool so it doesn't have to offend anybody. It doesn't have to push the boundaries. It can actually just be an uplifting, 
fun thing to do. <laughs> it was so, that was so helpful and so great to have you on. And Aww. where can we find you if we want to know more about you and how you can help singers and singer actors and yeah. all that good stuff? Um, I have an Instagram page called the best acting workshop ever. Um, I know that's very humble, <laughs> but to be honest, when I, when I got it, I thought, I just want this to be easy to remember. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's that. And then my website is the exact same best acting workshop ever.com. And, um, I'm going to open my um, registration back up probably later in April or the beginning of May. Um, but awesome. yeah. Is that for like a course of the yeah. best acting workshop ever? Cool. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. It's, um, it's a four week mindset course. And then there's a two week course called actors and money inside it. That is, um, or singers and money, I guess it could be, but basically for artists, um, to manage their yeah. finances. Um, and then there's a, a course on cold reading. There's a course on monologues. And then I teach a self tape audition course as well. So there's five courses in it. Awesome. That sounds like an amazing resource. So we'll leave those links in the show notes and you should definitely go and check those out. Well, thank, thank you so much. Thank you, Tiffany. This was a blast. <laughs> that was a super awesome episode. And I know that you are beginning to feel more confident. You've got some affirmations from Aaron that are really going to help you out. But what about the technical side of the audition? Are you choosing songs that fit and flatter your voice? Are you finding those songs, like we talked about, that marry your love for the song, for the material, and showcase your voice in an amazing way? If not, I'm inviting you to my free class called Get Cast Fast, Four Steps to Earning Your Dream Music Theater Role. A lot of the things in here can be applied to performances and auditions of any kind, not just limited to musical theater. But if you're one of the musical theater peeps, then come on in. But you're going to learn so much from this class, and I am so excited to show it to you because I think it's really important for you to be able to start just hearing songs and thinking, oh my god, that song would sound amazing in my voice. Like, do you ever go shopping and you're looking on the rack and you see something and you're like, oh, that would look horrible on me. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to try it on. But then you see something that you know will fit and flatter you, like something that you could even order online without trying it on. You know it so well. I want your audition songs to be like that. I want you to be able to online shop, so to speak, without even trying it on for your audition song. Of course, we're going to try it on later when we try it out in our voice. But you get what I'm saying? Like, wouldn't that be super awesome? This class is going to help you with that so that you can walk out of those auditions feeling strong, feeling confident, and knowing that you just did your best so much that you're not even going to worry about the outcome. You are forward. You are in your zone. I can't wait. You can go to starsinger.co slash register to register. And I can't wait to see you there and help you to choose amazing songs for your auditions.